Episode 99, The Seven Churches of Revelation. LifeHopeAtTruth.com states, The seven churches of Revelation are Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Teuthera, Sardi, Philadelphia, Laodicea, also known as the seven churches of Asia, modern Turkey. As the first chapter of the book of Revelation explains, the Apostle John was given a vision of end-time events leading up to the return of Jesus Christ. Part of the instruction that John received was, What you see, write it in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Teuthera, Sardi, Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. The order of these cities in modern-day Turkey corresponds to the route along which a courier from Patmos, where John received the vision, would have carried the scroll. Christianity.com The book of Revelation addresses seven letters to seven churches in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. Each letter, as proclaimed by Jesus and recorded by John the Apostle, declares the triumphs and failings of the recipient churches and warns each congregation to repent. David Jeremiah, one of America's most trusted Bible teachers for over 40 years, has a Bible study of the seven churches of Revelation, and all seven churches are in Asia or modern-day Turkey. Britannica.com Ephesus, the most important Greek city in Ionian Asia Minor the ruins of which lie near the modern village of Selchek in western Turkey. The temple of Artemis, or Diana, to which Ephesus owed much of its fame and which seems to mark the site of the classical Greek city, was probably on the seaboard when it was founded in 600 BC, one mile east by the northeast of Pion. DriveThroughHistory.com says Smyrna, an ancient city now surrounded by the modern city of Izmir was originally established around 1000 BC by alien Greek settlers in Old Smyrna on a small peninsula jutting out from Asia Minor into the Aegean Sea, similar to Old Tyre. It was in this Old Smyrna that the famous Greek poet Homer, author of the epics, the Iliad and the Odyssey, was probably born around 850 BC and a shrine to Homer stood in the Roman period. Then just after the time of Alexander the Great in the late 4th century BC, a new Smyrna was built by the Seleucids along the coast and up the slopes of Mount Pagos. This region eventually became part of Asia province during the Roman period. And Smyrna, between Ephesus and Pergamum, developed into a wealthy port city and one of the most important cities of the province, with a population nearly 100,000 residents. SmartHistory.org gives insight on the Pergamus Church, also known as the Pergamon Altar, the battle between the gods and giants. The ancient Greeks represented the mythological battle between the Olympian gods and the giants in a wide variety of media, from miniature engraved gemstones and vase paintings to over-life-size architectural sculptures. 
Perhaps the most famous and well-preserved of these decorates, the Pergamon Altar. The altar once stood in a sacred precinct on the Acropolis of the ancient city of Pergamon on the west coast of modern-day Turkey, which was ruled by the Adalid dynasty from 282 to 133 BC. In comparison to other Hellenistic kingdoms, kingdoms formed after the death of Alexander the Great in 323 BC and stretching from the eastern Mediterranean to Central Asia. Pergamon emerged relatively late on the scene. Monumental building projects, including the altar, served as an important way for the Adalids to stake their claim as legitimate inheritors of Alexander's empire and, by extension, the legacy of classical Greece. This is the Pergamon altar today in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin. DriveThroughHistory.org Taithera an inland and former border city in Asia Minor was originally established by the Lydians, then conquered and settled by the Seleucids, integrated into the kingdom of Pergamon, and finally became a part of the Roman Republic in 133 BC, and one of the major cities of Roman Asia province. The city apparently had an earlier name, but as legends, it's preserved that the name Taithera came about as a result of a combination of a sacrifice of a deer and its running, although scholars have speculated that it is originally Lydian. Okay. Sardiexpedition.org states, Sardi is located in western Anatolia at the edge of the fertile Hermes Plain and the foot of the Timolis Mountains. On a major route connecting the Aegean with inland Turkey around a naturally defensible citadel by the banks of a river with golden sands, Sardi was blessed with many natural advantages. The city became the capital of the Lydian Empire in the 7th and 6th centuries BC, when a dynasty of kings from Yegas to Croesus conquered Western Anatolia, invented the world's first coins, and concluded treaties with the great civilizations of Mesopotamia, Egypt, and Greece. Its kings were legendary among the Greeks for their wealth and beneficence building temples and dedicating precious objects and many tons of gold at Greek sanctuaries such as Ephesus, Dedema, and Delphi. Hmm. Lifehopeandtruth.com Located in modern Turkey on the Cogamus River about 105 miles east of Smyrna and 25 miles southeast of Sardi, Philadelphia was founded later than many of the other cities of Asia Minor. Sometime after 189 BC, it was established on one of the highways leading to the interior of the region. Philadelphia means brotherly love. Its name was given to it in honor of Attalus II because of his loyalty to his elder brother, Eumenes II, king of Lydia. Philadelphia quickly became an important and wealthy trade center, for as the coast cities declined, it grew in power and retained its importance even until the late Byzantine times. Biblicalarchaeology.org states, Laodicea was a wealthy city during the Roman period. Not only was Laodicea located on major trade routes that connected it to important cities like Ephesus, Smyrna, and Sardi, but also it was a center of textile production and banking. Perhaps not surprisingly, the church of Laodicea is noted as being wealthy in the Bible, Revelations 3. 
The book of Revelation was penned during the Roman emperor's Domitian's reign in 81 to 96 CE or AD. Domitian was notorious for being the first Roman emperor who declared himself a god while still alive. This affronted Christians, Jews, and Roman Senate alike. Other emperors were defied only after their death. Okay. These are the seven churches of Revelation. David Jeremiah summarizes them. Ephesus, located at a major harbor on the Aegean Sea, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, with a temple to the god Artemis, founded by Paul, and one of the most prominent churches in Asia Minor. Smyrna, the home of Homer and temple of Aetna, was a beautiful seaport. Pergamos, Rome's provincial capital, a major cultural hub. It housed a library that rivaled Alexandra's library. Huh. Taithera, founded by Alexander the Great, is noted for its trade and purple dye. We talked about who created the purple dye. It was the Phoenicians. Sardi, ancient capital of Lydian kingdom. Philadelphia, gateway to the east, known for its grapes, textiles, and leather goods. Laodicea gained wealth through trading and banking, known for its medical school and costly fabrics. All of the seven churches of Revelation, they're all in Asia Minor or the region of Asia Minor. Revelation only included the seven churches of Europe. There's a whole world out there, a huge world, way bigger than Europe. The land of civilization is in Africa and they choose only the churches of Asia to be included in the churches of Revelation. These are seven churches of Europe in wealthy territories. We talked about the out of Africa theory in episode 94 that was proven by researchers and scientists. Africans left the continent and made it with the fallen angels or some creature in Europe and brought giants back into the continent of Africa. So why would the seven churches all be in Europe? Because this is their story. These are their scriptures. That has nothing to do with us. All of the cities or areas of the cities where the churches are, are well established and wealthy. They're connected to the Roman Empire. Pagan gods were established in these cities. Alexander the Great was involved, of course. He supposedly founded Tauthera. The book of Revelations was written by John the Apostle. Smith's Bible Dictionary on BibleHub.com describes him as this. There can be no doubt that he removed from Jerusalem and settled at Ephesus, though at what time is uncertain. Tradition goes on to relate that in the persecution under Domitian, he is taken to Rome and there by his boldness, though not by death, gains the crown of martyrdom. The boiling oil into which he is thrown has no power to hurt him. He is then sent to labor in the mines and Patmos is the place of his exile. So they place John the Apostle in a pot of boiling oil and they're saying nothing happened to him. So they sent him to Patmos where he was there in exile. What? In Rome, there is a museum of the Bible and it highlights seven pilgrim churches of Rome. You can purchase tickets to view the exhibition of the seven churches of Rome. Saturdays in Rome list the seven churches of Rome. Basilica of St. Peter, 
Basilica of St. John Lateran, Basilica of St. Mary Major, Basilica of St. Lawrence outside the walls, Basilica of St. Paul outside the walls, Basilica of the Holy Cross in Jerusalem, and Sanctuary of Our Lady of Divine Love Shrine. Now pay attention to when these churches were thought of or created. Basilica of St. Peter's, 329 AD, Basilica of St. John, 324 AD, Basilica of St. Mary, 352 to 366 AD, Basilica of St. Lawrence, 330 AD, Basilica of St. Paul, 324 AD, Basilica of the Holy Cross, 320 AD, and the Sanctuary of Our Lady in 1295 AD. Six of the seven churches were created in the fourth century, and most of them were created or influenced by Constantine and or his mom. One church was created in the 13th century. The Library of Congress states, the first printed English New Testament to be displayed at the Library of Congress. William Tyndale translated the New Testament from the original Greek and had it printed in 1526. Tyndale's lucid translations of the New Testament as well as the Old became the basis of the King James Authorized Version in 1611. Many common phrases came from Tyndale's vernacular version, including the powers that be, the salt of the earth, eat, drink, and be merry. That vernacular came from this man. William Tyndale was born in England. He was an English biblical translator, humanist, those that are informed by science, and a Protestant martyr. Tyndale was educated at the University of Oxford and became an instructor at the University of Cambridge, where in 1521, he fell in with a group of humanist scholars meeting at the White Horse Inn. Tyndale became convinced that the Bible alone should determine the practices and doctrines of the church and that all believers should be able to read the Bible in their own language. Brigham Young University's Religious Studies Center highlights some of Tyndale's translations. A consolation of words coined by Tyndale relates to the doctrine of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Tyndale was the first to use the terms Jehovah, Passover, atonement, scapegoat, and mercy seat in his translation of the Old Testament. These terms have found their way into the discourse of Jews and Christians in their reading and understanding of the Old Testament and have provided the Christians the vocabulary that shapes their understanding of the Old Testament's foreshadowing of the coming of Christ and the nature of his redemption. And we learned that the mercy seat is a part of the Egyptian Ark of the Covenant. The mercy seat is the lid. Let's continue. Oddly enough, Tyndale did not use his newly coined word in the New Testament, but preferred the term Easter which Christians of his time routinely used for the Christian festival. The term Easter, though derived from the name of the pagan goddess of the dawn, had in Tyndale's day become firmly attached to the Christian celebration of Passover. 
It is likely that by using the term by which all Christians who spoke English knew the Christian celebration of the Passover resurrection, Tyndale was attempting to communicate that the old festival of the law of Moses, the Passover, had been fulfilled in Christ. Thus, in the Gospels, Tyndale used Easter for the Last Supper in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and referenced the Easter lamb in 1 Corinthians and Hebrews. Tyndale would have likely been amused that the King James translators would use his word Passover in all these gospel passages, as well as throughout the Old Testament using Easter only in Acts. So Tyndale translated the Bible and included Easter, which we've learned in the past is Istar, a pagan goddess. And we're using his terms. Passover, atonement, mercy seat, coming from a man that was educated in Europe, pagan territories, pagan universities trained this man. He was a humanist. Science is their guide, not the creator of heaven and earth. Where is the creator's guidance? Where is the father's tutelage? Where is the father's understanding and wisdom and them doing all this translating? Where is it? So I have a couple of questions. The first one is, did Tyndale add the seven churches of Revelation to the New Testament in order to pay homage to the seven pilgrim churches of Rome? Second question, or when St. Jerome, we talked about him many times in the past in our history of the Christian church, he translated the Bible into Latin between 383 and 404 AD. So he only could have added the six of the pilgrim churches of Rome in his Latin Vulgate. Third, which of the churches came first? The seven pilgrim churches of Rome or the seven churches of Revelation? It looks like the pilgrim churches of Rome came first because all seven were established before Tyndale translated the New Testament into English in 1526. He was adding everything from the mercy seat to the Passover to Easter in the Bible. Why wouldn't he have included these seven monumental establishments of their culture, which were the seven pilgrim churches of Rome? The slave master's Bible that they gave us is from Biblos. It is their history. The seven churches of Revelation is from their region of Asia Minor in Europe or modern day Turkey. It has nothing to do with the descendants of the Atlantic slave trade who came here mostly out of the Congo to this land of captivity. The scriptures is their history. Evidence is proving over and over again that this is their history. This is their culture. This is not our history. It is what it is. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the creator of heaven and earth that does know everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Oh, yes, it does. Please see our podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com. And thanks for watching and please subscribe to our YouTube channel.